Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Anywhere, anytime. Download it today. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. Want to have your say? Ring Jared on 1300 736 736. Now, back to Waitley. Toss it up to Corey Bartell. Bartell! Yes, Jimmy! McVeigh, busy early. Reed clever. Jenna can go all the way. <laughs> now he's going to stretch Brown. Bouncing, couldn't get him now, and Jenna puts on another one. That is just so exciting. Big fly, bird, Goods, can he roll it through? He can. Come off the moment, come off the champion. It was rather beautiful yesterday that the AFL made its announcements around 2023 life membership and the category. I I think they did this deliberately. Special services to the game. Bruce McAvaney has been that for all of us and now acknowledged with AFL Life membership. Bruce, congratulations. Welcome again to the program. It's great to talk to you, Jared. Um, yeah, it's a big honour. Thank you. Do you think they slipped special in there deliberately? I do. <laughs> uh, I'll ask them, Jared. I hope <laughs> they did, actually. Um, yeah, it sort of stuck, hasn't it, over the years? Um it happened with Wayne Carey, actually. That's where it all started. So if I'm going to be sort of alongside the duck, I'll be pretty happy in this conversation. When when did you realise it had become something? So it, we all have words and phrases, but some, and in this instance, it became something else. Did it make, and did you like it or did it make you self-conscious when to use it? Uh, look, originally it made me self-conscious. It, it sort of happened really quickly, to be honest, and it, it came from nowhere. And I, I can't remember exactly the match, but you know, I probably, as I often do, said it too often, but Kerry just was having one of those nights or days. And then, anyway, within a week or two or three, when I'd go to the football, you know this very well, people do yell out at you. And most of it, 99% of it's terrific fun and banter. And it's sort of, oh, OK, hang on a sec. This is a... Yeah, I did say that. And then I did become a bit... Yeah. And then I got to the point, Joe, where I was trying to use it because, you know, you, you, you could have sort of, I guess, use it at the right time, and I thought, sure, should I go with it now, or should I say, look, it's been a, it's been a nice companion over a lot of years. We've had a, an unusual relationship. I've been in love with it at times, and I've been divorced from it at other times. Yes, and, and some of that outside your own control. So when, when you did get told about the, the life membership, and you are in that lovely phase where there's a, a chance to recognise what you've done for all of us and our love of sport. What, what, what does this particular one mean to you? It's a great chance to reflect. Look, it's always a surprise, and people think, oh, you're just being humble or whatever. You just Gil, Gil um, rang me you know, four or five weeks ago and said, look, this is what we'd like to do. Are you happy? And, of course, you're happy. And you do feel a bit, 
you know, your, your mind sort of races and you think, you know, well, how do I respond to Gil firstly? And you, you're always thinking, am I deserving? Um, uh, you know, how do I sit with other people? Um, so they're the first thoughts. But it's a really great chance to reflect, Jared. And look, I'm no longer doing football, as we all know. Um, I still have a great love of the game. But once you do lose that connection, it's incredible how quickly the umbilical cord as such can be broken. So I'm not as close to it like you are now. I'm close to it in a different way, but a lot of it's through memory and, and I guess those experiences. So I've had a chance to reflect, certainly in the last two days. I've forgotten about it for the last four or five weeks and then, of course, I bobbed up yesterday. So I've had a chance to reflect on a lot of things. Um, the privilege, the, you know, the, the, how lucky I've been, those great matches, those, those players, um, those moments. Um, but also... The people I've worked with uh, alongside um, and those that I haven't worked with that I've admired. So it's a really good chance, to, I guess, to take a deep breath and uh, have a look back. There's a few markers, it feels like, and the advent of Friday night footy feels like the, the seismic shift and you're, you're for a lot of years the centrepiece of that. Is that... if? I don't, I don't want to put words in your mouth. If you chose moments along the way or as eras change or as, as television and football grew, is it the advent of Friday night footy? It was certainly the big thing at the beginning. Um, it, it made a massive difference. When we first started doing it, and I, you know, your memory can play havoc, but I'm certain that we used to, we were doing the NBL for a short time on Channel 7 as well, and I reckon the basketball went before the footy on a Friday night. And, and for many years, Jared, it didn't go live, and that was a you know that was a bit of a challenge. And we, we you know we argued strongly for it to go live. I think we had another program that was doing exceptionally well at the same time, Better Homes and Gardens. So all, it was an involvement. So, but it it felt like we'd gone to another level. Now where you are at the moment, if I could use the analogy, it was our Monday night football, ABC's Monday night football, where you know you're in the heart of it as we speak, which really in many ways took, I think, American football to another level, Hal Cassell and all those people. So I think that the introduction of Friday night was a very, the big first thing. And then, of course, the, the fixture changed dramatically and then we went to an AFL and then, of course, uh, all the interstate games and all the other things. Sunday football was big. That has happened uh, through the Swans, really. But, yep, you're right, Friday night football was a seismic change. What was the most enjoyable time calling the game, do you think, Bruce? Do you have a time frame where you can sort of pick... They, that was the that was the peak of football civilization. September, um, no. Um, <laughs> to be truthful, I'm not one of those. Look, they're all different. I, it, it was high scoring when I started calling. Um, you know, Lockett and Dunstall and Ablett, well, you know, the three joined the two basically. Um, it was uh, it was a time where you know, no one went. Defenses were you know leaking and all that, but it was so exciting to watch high marks and all that. But as the game evolved and we went through a very defensive period and a lot of people probably were, you know, disappointed with that. As a caller, it was different, but I still got great enjoyment out of it. And right to the very end, right to the absolute end, uh, that enjoyment, I think, and that appreciation of the game remained constant for me. The, the game went through enormous changes, uh, both on and off the field. Um, probably more off, to be truthful. Um, yeah. And you you get swept up in things. Uh, but for me, I wouldn't say that... I, I'd be lying if I said to you, I love the 90s because, you know, Plucker was kicking 10 and I didn't like 
uh, the noughties as much because, um, you know, Ross Lyon was being defensive or Paul Roos before him or whatever you might think. Poor fellas, why did I mention them? I like them both. <laughs> and they're great coaches. Um, but, so, Jerry, for me, um, it's been a constant. Uh, it's been an evolution, a revolution, but you sort of go with it, I think, and that's, that's what I've done anyway, I think. In the years when Seven didn't have the footy, Bruce, how did you... Um, how, how did you get through those? And, and did you ever think about moving with the footy as, as Dennis did? It was more difficult for me. And look, it, it crosses your mind. It has to, Jared. I mean, um, it, it, was, it was such a big part of my life and I loved it so much. And it was the constant, you know, it was a, it's a long season. So it's a seven-month, sort of eight-month, nine-month sort of love affair every year. So... Of course, you know, I wouldn't have been human if I hadn't given it some thought, but it never got to anywhere, and I didn't, I didn't certainly initiate anything. And I've, I've had a loyalty to the network and vice versa, and I've had a great relationship with our, you know, our sort of chairman and owner, Kerry Stokes. So that conversation would always have to take place first, and that, that I didn't feel like the time was right for that. We still had the Olympics. Um, I was still... I actually ended up doing rugby union, as you probably know, for a while, you know, in a hosting sense, not a calling sense, and that, and that was different again. But I enjoyed that because we had the World Cup during that time, which was, you know, when I do finally retire and I look back on all the things I've been privy to do, the World Cup, when Johnny Wilkinson kicked that goal, field goal, is one of the great things I've seen and been a little part of. So... But I missed it, Jared. God, I missed it. And I didn't think I'd probably get another chance to do it. So we're talking early 2000s. Um, I felt cut off from the game in so many ways. I'd been hosting Talking Footy and that stock. So my life changed enormously. I've got other interests, you know that. I love foot racing and, and, and athletics and all those things. But it was hard, Jared. It was, really was hard. I felt a bit left out. I, I felt like um, I didn't feel any... I didn't begrudge and I didn't feel angry. I just felt... I had more to give and I couldn't give it in that area. Yeah. So I was extremely fortunate that we got another crack. Did, did you resort to listening to the games in silence? Did you use mute during those years? Look, I am not, not, not through any... Uh, look, occasionally, I, I still do that occasionally. <laughs> not because I don't enjoy the commentary. Um, it's because sometimes it's just a way of watching it in a different way. And I used to do that a lot when I was calling, um, that I would when we were back calling it because I look I've got this thing and it's it's probably a bit strange I don't want to be influenced by other callers mm. and this is I'm being, this is absolutely true um, when I do hear great commentary I feel a bit inadequate and I feel like would, would I be capable of doing that and and I it's quite intimidating now this is ridiculous isn't it because how many opportunities have I had but so there is a bit of me that whilst I'm I'm absolutely thrilled when I hear something that my hair stands on the back of my neck when, you know, you might produce something or Tim Lane or somebody, or, you know, Maddie Hill or Greg Miles. I still at times am intimidated by hearing other people do things that I think I'm not capable of doing. It's, just, it's probably weird, but that, that's the truth. <laughs> it doesn't give the rest of us much hope, Bruce. Tell me this, so in all that you've got to call, what, what's the special place of a, of a riveting footy game? as opposed to uh, an Olympic final on the track or, uh, or even a, a Melbourne Cup? What, what's, what, makes, what makes an AFL game special? Look, I think 15 minutes into the last quarter, 15, 20 minutes and when it's tight and when it's a big final or any match, I guess, because they're all important. And at the time, we get caught up in everything. You know, every week's the most important week. We know that. But 
that 15, 20 minute mark where you know it has to be close, you know that it's going to take something, can I use it, special to make the difference, to sort of get someone over the line. I think that's the moment that, um, that really drives you. Look, I, I've said generically, you know, first five minutes, last five minutes of grand finals. They're remarkable. Um, you know, the first five just takes care of itself, but it's an incredible feeling. You know it so well. And the last five, you just want it to be just as good because if it is, then it's, you know, it goes down in the, in the record books as one of the great games. So I think, I think yes, those, those 15-minute marks. But in a specific sense, Anzac Day's unique. Um, the build-up, um, the moment, um, and then the first bounce. It's nothing quite like it. Um, so that is remarkable. But I think in a generic sense, it's a, it's a big final. It's late in the match. Dustin Martin's in the forward pocket, one out, and you're just thinking, oh, oh God, yeah, something's going to happen. Yep, and you've uh, you've narrated so many of those moments for us. Uh, Bruce, can, will you permit me one stray? I'm just desperate to ask you, do you think the conversation that's happening around the Cox Plate moving to the end of November is a good idea or not? I think the conversations are good. I, I was, I'm a big believer in stretching the spring carnival. I think racing has an eight-week window, and we use six weeks of it. But but maybe it is going beyond, you know, asking too much of the public to really commit to this as the number one sport in the country for an extra two weeks. But I do believe that we should go beyond you know, that first or second week of November. It's a courageous call if it does happen. Um, I think the All-Star Mile is the way I would go. I know it's creating great uh, sort of traction at the moment, but I'd be going with an All-Star Mile at that time. But if I was Michael Brown, we know him very well, Jared, I'd be thinking this. The champion stakes at Flemington in five years' time could be more important than the Cox Plate. And the Cox Plate might be the lead into the champion stakes. I don't want that to happen. So I think it's a very interesting discussion with a lot to play out. It is. Uh, I strayed. Bruce, congratulations. Life membership of the AFL. Hey, do you know what it entitles you to? What's in the fine print? I'm not sure. <laughs> but then, uh, you know what I'll do? I'll just follow Eddie because he'll know. <laughs> he will. That is so true. And, yeah, interesting. Both at the same time. Congratulations, and thanks for all that you've done for us footy fans throughout so many years. Hey, Jared, thank you. And all the best on Monday morning our time. What a privilege, again, for you. So it'll be a great game, I'm sure. Terrific. Thank you. Bruce McAvaney, awarded life membership of the AFL. The category was special services to the game and as one of you pointed out could have been delicious services to the game here's anna with the news country racing says thanks free tickets to support local communities visit country.com